Datani, who is one of the owners of Regency Spices. And we're going to be chatting about sugar and spice and all things nice. Sunit, thank you so much for coming on the 123 show this afternoon. Hi, Chris. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, so uh, I would li- I'm I'm a I, I would like to say I'm a spice fiend, and um, one of the the reasons I was excited to chat to you is because I think with COVID and people spending more time at home and and doing a little bit more home cooking, maybe you know restaurants haven't been opened for a while as well. Um, that maybe people have been a little bit more experimental with the way that they're cooking and the kind of spices they're using. And I thought you were just the chap to talk to us about them. So oh, how yeah, did yeah. how did you find yourself working in the world of spices? So for me, I think it's it's just natural because my family has been in spices for so many generations. So how many generations? uh, I'm the fourth one now. So it's even before my father was born. We've just been doing spices. So since I was a young kid, maybe two or three years old, we'd still be going on trips to different factories around China or India or something. And and I was just exposed to this world since since that young age. And I, I've liked cooking shows and, and we did a lot of cooking at home also since I was young. So it's just natural for me to gravitate towards spices and, and then that's where I am. And so would you say that you, what made you really fall in love with it? They've, they've been around you all the time, but you weren't, you weren't your first opportunity out of the spice world and you didn't take it. What, what kept you um, so fascinated I mean, by them? <laughs> So, so this, it, was, it was a funny story. So the reason I, I got into the family business was more of I, I love cooking. And what I'd noticed is whenever I'd go shopping for ingredients, over time, they, they'd, just, they'd just change. So the yogurt you got today didn't taste as good as it was five years ago, or the tomatoes tasted a bit different. And I thought, um, I like cooking, and I think people like me would like some good quality that they've been cooking for years and and just keep that going and and so my family explained to me that that was that's not how industrial business works <laughs> people have to stick to prices yeah. you can't just have the best thing all day long every all year <laughs> round so so i thought no i mean there's got to be more people like me who want to have the same thing and they're willing to pay a little bit more but they don't want the companies or the big industries to make that decision for them. So I thought, well, our my family business is in spices. I like cooking and I want to do this. So let me do this for spices. Oh, that's and fantastic. So that's how I got in. Fantastic. And, and, and please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So so my family in spices, we've, we've mainly been importing and exporting stuff to big companies around the world, but we were never doing anything in Hong Kong. So when I started doing this, it was almost like a start of a new retail thing in Hong Kong about six six years ago now, I think. Oh, it's fantastic, really. And I would love to get down to some of the nitty gritty about spices, because I think they can seem a little bit intimidating when you realize how many there are and all the different ways to, to yeah. use them. <laughs> what would you say, what would you say for a spice novice would be the top three to five that everyone should have on their spice rack? I think everyone should have black pepper. I mean, I think everyone already has it, but you'd be surprised. We went to a friend's home a few weeks ago, and they, they didn't have any black pepper in the kitchen. So what? Black Blasphemy. One. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, I think uh, a good mixed herbs, that's something I think everyone should have. 
so like a herb de Provence or just any any kind of dry herbs because they'll they'll be good for all kind of you know western cooking and sauces and everything like that mm-hmm. and uh maybe if i really had to narrow down some more maybe turmeric that would be great for all kinds of not just curries but it's quite versatile so you, you wouldn't realize but it's used in different kind of sauces and soups even in french cooking so i'd say turmeric is a big one and it's got immune and properties maybe, as well doesn't it it's a good one for the yeah, moment because yeah, it's got it's, a good immune booster turmeric yeah exactly exactly and 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 a lot of spices have these people just don't know yet and i have to say it's also not researched well enough so but but it's good to add a little bit of spice for that and i think it had to make a last one be smoked paprika smoked paprika so that's yeah it's just easy to add anywhere and it just gives you that lovely smoky aroma so that's a great one and it's not spicy as well so people who don't generally eating very hot food still add that paprika and they've got something new something that you know smells quite well without putting a lot of effort in oh fantastic so we've got so and in your in your essential spice cabinet we've got black pepper turmeric mixed herbs um some smoked paprika i love it now um what what would yeah. you say um is it possible like, what's the biggest mistake people make when they cook with spices? Is it just like shaking them all over the dish five minutes before it goes out on the table? What what turns you turns you keeps you awake at night when you think about people treating spices this way? Yeah, so it's a couple of things. So I think with spices, you you can't go wrong by adding too much, but you can go wrong by adding too much of a certain thing. So when you're following a recipe and it has a dozen different spices that you need to add it's really important to put them in that ratio if you put a little bit too much of something it's going to ruin your dish but if you put a lot of everything it's still going to be fine so it's it's about that kind of ratio so i'd suggest if someone's a bit new to cooking maybe start off with some blended spices so like just use a curry powder instead of getting all the 10 individual curry spices and putting them in one by one so i think that's one thing that that a lot of people would do wrong. You'd end up with a dish that's a really strong cumin flavor, but you put everything, but it's just too much cumin. Oh, sure. Okay, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, and and the other thing is some spices, they're meant to be added in the beginning of cooking, and some are towards the end. So that's another thing that might trip some people up. Do you have any examples? What's a good one yeah, to add so, at the beginning or the end? So we have one uh, spice that's garam masala in our Indian cooking. Mm. And I think a lot of people think masala, well, that's that's curry. So I'm just going to put garam masala in and I'm going to cook my curry and it's going to turn out like this. And it doesn't happen because garam masala, it's more like a finisher. It's got a lot of that nutmeg and cinnamon and cardamom in there. So it's it's got all these aromatic spices which get lost if you cook them all the way from the beginning. So that's wow. something that we cook right at the ending, just, you know, a minute before you finish cooking. You'll just put that in, stir, heat it up, and that's the end. Oh, that's, so that's a really good example. I know my mum yeah. recently said to me, oh, I've rediscovered garam masala and I'm putting it in everything and it's delicious. And she yeah. will, she will, she, I'm sure she's listening, <laughs> but she will love to know that that's how you use it to make sure you maximize its aromatic properties. You just add it just yeah. at the end. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what else? Do you have any others? Um, I think one that's 
very common for people and they don't think of it as a spice is just garlic so normally with garlic you mm. fry it in oil at the very beginning so there's other spices like that like cumin or coriander seed usually you put them at the beginning you fry them in some oil and that releases the aroma in them and then you slowly cook and slowly develop those flavors so if you put that in the ending it's going to be really harsh and a bit bizarre but if you put that in the beginning it gives you a really nice peach flavor Wow, I never knew that. I'm such a fan of cumin, and I never, th I never thought of adding it, adding it at the beginning. I think again, I think I'm guilty of, of dolloping <laughs> it in halfway through the meal cooking. But I should definitely be more considered about it. Um, do you, if you had to, if you were pressed for it, and someone yeah. said you have to name a secret weapon spice, a spice that lifts a dish, and you, you people say, oh, what is this? And you say, haha, oh, it's a secret. Oh, what, what, so what would it I've be? Done this. I've done this a few times. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, yeah, what I what I keep uh, in my cabinet is is something called Berber seasoning. Ooh. So this is like an Ethiopian meets Western fusion kind of uh, spice mix. It's got a lot of that cumin and coriander and some garlic, ginger, and that's going to give you that earthiness. But it's also got the Western stuff like allspice and cardamom in there, and the the flavor you get out of it is just something bizarre, but it all works. So you get a bit of curry, but you get a bit of sweetness. Oh, wow. So I end up putting that in to a lot of sauces. I put that with like roast vegetables. You can put it in like hummus or something. And it, you just get this new flavor. And it, usually everyone asks, what have you done? And I won't tell them. But, but <laughs> <knows>. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry the cat's out of the bag now. But what was that? That was Berber seasoning. Was that right? Yeah, berber seasoning. Berber se seasoning. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so what should we be looking for when it comes to good quality spices? Because I know that I've, um, I, again, I, I, I love a lovely, I, I think there is a big difference between a kind of very old, sad looking glass bottle of turmeric from five years ago yeah. and some really rich, yellow, oh. vibrant turmeric that you bought in a sh from a shop with someone who's really in the know. Um, what are we, what, yeah. are you, what should you be looking for when it comes to good quality spices and how should you be storing them? So this is quite difficult to tell just by looking because the main thing I think that separates really good spices from normal stuff is the smell of them. Mm. So usually if you get something that's really fresh, you, when you're just near it or when you've opened the container, you should immediately smell something there. You shouldn't have to put your nose in and sniff around or something. So that's, that's what uh, is going to be the differentiating thing because it's because of what these spices are made of and what's going to give them that aroma. So a normal supermarket brand, maybe the spices have been ground quite a long time ago, mm. or maybe they've not. But one of the things that happens when you grind things a long time, uh, or way in advance, is some of these uh, natural oils in the spices, they're going to slowly evaporate. And sure. the other thing is that when you've got pure spices, they've, they've, these spices have all got these natural oils in them. That's what gives them their color and their smell and, every, and their taste. And the color is easy to manipulate, but the smell, that's really tough. So Yeah, so you should really you should have a smell. Yeah, yeah, you should have a smell because it, it's easy to give something that's, for example, 100% cinnamon, but it might not be the best part of the cinnamon. Mm. So cinnamon is, is, is the bark of a cinnamon tree, but you also get some of that cinnamon flavor from the cinnamon leaves or twigs, and they can all be ground up. And nobody would really be able to tell 
just by looking at it what it is that when you smell it you'll know that there's something different about this one which is completely made of the bark which is going to smell a lot better Wow, well, that's really good to know. I'm going to keep. I'm going to bear that in mind as I sniff my way yeah. through the next my next <laughs> spice shop. Um, but um, okay, so if you if you could only have one spice for the rest of your life, oh, what do you oh, think it would be? This is this is like a horrible <laughs> question for you. <laughs> You're like you can't possibly just have one. They all work together. No, but if you had to, if you absolutely, you're on a desert island and they're only letting you yeah. take one. Which one do you take? Uh, probably I'm gonna go with some chili chili flakes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I think chili is not just about heat. There's some chilies, I mean, I, I didn't know this until I got into the business, but there's chilies come from all around the world and they originated from South America, not wow. India. And they were brought to wow. India a couple of hundred years ago. So Indians originally just had pepper in their cuisine until they were introduced to this stuff from South America. So if you get hold of these South American chilies, they just taste so different from anything that you've ever had. They've got these lovely fruity flavors, fruity, fruity aroma, a little bit of smokiness. Like you can think of like a raspberry or something like that. And it's not just about heat. So so it's got a little bit more to it. So I think I'd, I'd go with some chilies. Oh, that does sound delightful. I've always made the mistake of not eating before I do this program. <laughs> um, fantastic. So, so how would you suggest, just to finish on, how would you suggest um, people put a little bit of extra spice into their days? How do, what's some easy ways that you could start experimenting with spices if you're not going to start cooking three-course meals overnight? I think one really easy way is just to add a little bit into into your maybe a tea or cup of tea or, or just anything you can take for example cinnamon is quite versatile because it pairs very well with savory stuff it pairs with drinks it pairs with sweet stuff you can just put a little bit and it's really healthy as well so i think that's one one really easy and accessible spice that people can just use straight off the bat Oh, delightful. So that's what you could do if you want to start sprinkling a little cinnamon yeah, into your you life. You can even put it in your tea or your coffee as well. Yeah, it is delicious uh, I mean, in tea. Purists wouldn't want it in their coffee. <laughs> quite easy. <laughs> it's true, yeah. But, you know, yeah. purists aren't going to have the experimentation we're looking for in a spice <laughs> culture. Um, Sunit, yeah. uh, thank you so, so much for joining us today on the program to chat about spices. I know on your website, if people want to learn more, there's some really cool articles about different recipes and ways to use things and that's a uh, regencyspices.hk um so yeah so thank you so so much for uh, joining us on the program um and i'm feeling quite inspired and i hope others are too oh, and really, i really lovely to be on thanks so much for having me. no problem no problem thanks so much that was sunit datani um one of the owners of regency spices a fourth generation spice business here in hong kong chatting to us about how we uh, sugar and spice and all things nice 